following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Any Twinkie, commit a murder. Hey, welcome to Get a Loser Starting a Podcast. I am Chop. And I'm Cheetah. If you guys don't hear in the other background, we don't have Troop today. Yeah, you know, he's sick. Uh, I guess he got sick when he got out of work, so he's sleeping. So, All right. Have to, uh, what to do this one without him. Hopefully he'll be back next week. We got, a, uh, we got quite a doozy for you this week. Yo, it's not. No, serial killers is no fucking. Weird shit. I think it's weird. What is it weird? I'm gonna, f- I'm gonna punch you through a wall in a second. You're like driving me nuts today. Yeah. But anyway, um, how is your week going? <sighs> Don't ask. Don't tell. Very overwhelming week so far. Very sleepy. Haven't really had the energy to really do anything. Uh, unfortunately, tomorrow marks the first year since we lost my grandmother. So, yeah, that's going to be pretty tough. That's not going to be too fun. But, uh, you know, I'll try and get through it with a positive mindset. I'm going to go and hang out with my mom for a little bit at work, so I'm not, you know, sitting at home alone. So that should help. But what about you? How was your week? Mm, my week was all right so far. I went to um, I went to a band's game on Saturday. I went to a Rochester show. That venue sucks. Uh-huh. Why don't you just start a podcast by yourself with venues that suck? <laughs> no, we get there. It was like, they didn't say, the, the ticket says 7. Doesn't mean the doors open at 7 or show starts at 7. No, it start, doors open at 7, show starts at 8. It was 24 degrees out there. We were freezing our ass off. This is the same show you were telling us about last time? No, it was a new one. Oh, my God. <laughs> same venue, but it fucking sucked. So you went to the same venue again, knowing what happened last time, hey. and expected it to be different this time. Yeah, <laughs> you're not very bright, are you? I don't know, but um, yeah, there's no really no big sports news yet. We're not we're not like that. If you follow basketball, good for you. If you follow hockey, good for you. Where right now we're in that gray area. Now the XFL started. I heard it. Real quick, though, though. If you do follow the N- NBA, oh, I just got to say one thing. This is the only thing I know about the NBA. But I know at, like, the All-Star game or whatever they just had, I know that fucking Kyrie Irving got booed because of his <laughs> stance on the vaccination. But then they cheered on Carl Malone, who got a fucking teenager pregnant when he was in college. So, like... I mean, you don't support the guy who chooses not to get a vaccine, but you support the guy who's a pedophile. I mean, come on, come on, man! It's not really a good look. But Just yeah, saying. but uh, yeah, speaking of that, um, yeah, the NBA trade trade before the trade deadline. It was probably one of the craziest this year so far. KD and uh, Ir- uh, and Kyrie Irving is out of Brooklyn now, in the West Coast. Yeah, um, if you guys want to know more about more about the NBA, just go on NBA dot com. Nah, really. <laughs> what was your first screening, genius? Drive me fucking nuts, dude. Yo, um, this week's episode, I was um, I was thinking about like, all right, I want to do a topic. 
something that's not my not my style, not cheetah style. Like fuck it. I was watching this. I was watching this YouTube video one time, this like last couple weeks ago, and they're talking about the Twinkie defense. What? Yeah, the Twinkie defense. It was about uh, Harvey's milk. Milk. <laughs> Get Twinkies and milk. What? What about uh, Harvey? Is it Harvey? Yes. Harvey milk. Uh, murder a mayor and uh like a council member. No, Ma- Harvey Milk was the one that got mar- got murdered. Oh, Harvey Milk got murdered. My bad. <laughs> this is your own episode. And you don't even know what's going on, no, dude. Uh, I just put everything together to go so slow. Oh my god, man! Let me take over before you fucking lead us down a lead us right over a cliff. Anyways, basically, the main guy at the forefront of this is a guy named Dan White. Uh, he was born in Long Beach, California. He was the second of nine children, uh, raised by Irish American working class parents in the, uh, Viscayan Valley neighborhood of San Francisco. He attended Archbishop Riordan High School until he was expelled for violence in his junior year. He went on to attend Woodrow Wilson High School, where he was valedictorian of his class. Wow. Let's speak before before we go any farther. He get kicked out of his school for because he was he was he was a bad seed. And he went to his new school. He's just like, all right, I gotta stop being this bad. Let me let me just turn my gears. I bet he was a smart sometimes person. It's, you know, sometimes it's different different. Uh... Yo, you see the picture of this Dan White dude? Yeah, <laughs> he looks like those guys you don't really want to mess with as much. He looks like a normal fucking dude. Like a normal fucking guy who like works in like fucking Washington and shit. But uh anyways. Uh after, you know, high school and all that, uh Dan joined the U the United States Army in June nineteen sixty five and he was a sergeant with the one hundred first Airborne Division in the Vietnam War from nineteen sixty nine to nineteen seventy and was honorably discharged in nineteen seventy one. Uh, White worked as a security guard at A.J. Diamond High School in Anchorage, Alaska in 1972. He returned to San Francisco to work as a police officer. According to San Francisco Weekly newspaper account, he allegedly quit the force after reporting another officer for beating a handcuffed suspect. So, I mean, so far, in all accounts, you'd think Dan's a fucking, you know, he's an upstanding citizen. Nah, his gangsters came back and hauled him again. he's like... You know what I mean? Like, up until now, you're like, oh, this guy, you know. Yeah, he had a little violence early on. Went to a new school, got valedictorian. Joined the army. Was honorably discharged. You know, you'd think, oh, this guy's a fucking hero. But nah, then comes gonna, to get a cop. That's going to change. <laughs> comes to get a cop and beats the shit But uh, after quitting the, the force, the police force, uh, he joined the San Francisco Fire Department. And while on duty, according to San Francisco Weekly Story, uh, White's rescue of a woman and her baby from a seventh floor apartment in the Geneva Towers was covered by the San Francisco Chronicle. The city's newspaper referred to him as an all-American boy. Well, that's just weird. I bet they regretted that. I bet that was weird when he got kicked off. For, it's like he does something bad. Well, hey, man, you know, sometimes different different surroundings, man. They bring out the best in you. Yeah, it doesn't beg. He kicked up. Be a firefighter, save a mom and an, uh, and an infant, and be known as an American boy. Or I hope, I hope there's some more twists to this, man. If I can't handle this shit, well, I, was, I mean, I was like that too. You know, I all throughout high school, I was you know, I was labeled as one of the bad kids. You know, I was always in trouble and shit. Got to my senior year, met Miss Martin, changed my life, dude. Made me the you know, made me an upstanding student. I graduated that year. Well, you yeah. know, even though everybody thought I wasn't going to, you know, sometimes it's just, you know, some people bring out the best in you. Or sometimes the people could bring the worst in you. Well. But, not Miss Martin, but, uh, you know, you know who actually saved your ass from not getting expelled? It's my grandmother. Well, she fucking death grip your ass. She likes to claim she did more than she actually did, okay? <laughs> not, not, granted, she did help me from not getting expelled during that fight. But, you know, I was only with her after I, like, once I became a senior, I didn't see her anymore. 
Was she still at the school? I don't think so. I had a completely different teacher. I was a completely different place. I barely, you know what I mean? Like, after, like, my freshman year, I didn't really see your grandmother that much. So then it was kind of just on me. But I just had students say, you know, or I had teachers that, you know, as much as I'd push the issue to try and be a piece of shit, I had teachers that wouldn't let me get away with that kind of shit. You know what I mean? So they they kept me on track. Like Miss Morrow's fine ass. I wonder what she's up to. Probably fine as hell still. Anyways, uh, in 1977, after his career, after some time as a uh, firefighter, firefighter, Dan White was elected as a Democrat to the San Francisco Board of Supervisors from District 8, which included several neighborhoods near the southern east, southeastern limits of San Francisco. At the time, supervisors were elected by district and not at large, as they had been before, and then were again during the 1980s and 1990s. White had strong support from the police and firefighter unions. His district was described by the New York Times as a largely white middle-class section that is hostile uh, to the growing homosexual community of San Francisco. The homosexual community. Just remember that, y'all. Which is like, that's also big. That's like something that you like. Nowadays, that's something you like. You connect with San Francisco a lot. You know, what I mean, it's a like to this day, San Francisco is known to have like a very big, like you know, like gay community. The LBGTQ. Uh, yeah, it's like a very, it's like very big out there. Yeah, dude. Imagine, I know Buffalo. Buffalo is like not just. I think Buffalo is like the third or fourth biggest city for uh, for pride like that. Toronto uh, in the United States, but. How cool, not not cool, but how cool would it be if getting loser could participate in one of those parades? Like, all right, are we not getting ahead of ourselves here? <laughs> no, but I'm just imagining, will you participate in uh, in that pride parade? You can't just put somebody on the spot like that, man. All right? What are you doing over there? You're setting me up for failure. No comment. <laughs> Whoa. Exactly. See, yeah, got me in a bad position. <laughs> well, but anyway, um, yeah, San Francisco is probably one of the uh, biggest uh, LBGTQ uh, communities in the uh, United States. Uh, yeah. Then uh, the New York Times stated that as a supervisor, White saw himself as the board's defender of the home, the family, and religious life against homosexuals, pot smokers, and cynics. So, you know, this guy's all-American you know, all American boy to the sense where he don't like gays, you know, he don't like pot smoking, any of that kind of shit. But, you know, I mean, back then it was, you know. Yeah, oh, it was a different story. Like if, back then, I, you know, I guess I kind of understand. But, but uh, back then. If then you, again, though, you know what I mean? It doesn't, it doesn't, uh, doesn't make up for, you know, the shit that he ended up doing. But, I mean, I guess I kind of understand from a point of view, kind of. But uh, then, uh, despite their personal differences, White and Supervisor Harvey Milk had several areas of political agreement and initially worked very well together. Milk was one of the three people from City Hall invited to the baptism of White's newborn child shortly after the election. White also persuaded Diane Feinstein, then the president of the Board of Supervisors, to appoint Milk chairman of the Streets and Transportation Committee. White held a mixed record on gay rights opposing the Briggs Initiative, which sought to ban gays and lesbians from working in California's public schools, yet voting against an ordinance prohibiting discrimination against gays in housing and employment. Uh, The Roman Catholic Church in April 1978 proposed a facility for juvenile offenders who had committed murder, arson, rape, and other crimes to be operated by the Sisters of the Good Shepherd in White's district. White strongly opposed the facility while Milk supported it, and their defense, their difference of opinion led to a conflict between the two. All right, um, let's, uh, let's, let's speak about this Harvey, Harvey Milk guy. Uh, if you guys, if you guys are not familiar with the 19, 2008 or, yeah, it was the, two, the 2008 Sean Penn movie was based about, uh, Harvey Milk. But, um, Harvey Milk, uh, Harvey Milk was uh, born on May 22, 1930, was an American politician 
he was the first op- openly gay man to be elected into the public office in California as a member of the San Francisco Board of Supervisions. Mike was born and raised in New York. What part of New York? Oh, Wood Woodham. You ever heard of that place? Uh, uh, New York. When he announced his sexuality, no, his homosexual, as an adolescent, but close to perform sexual relations with secrets and departments well discretion. into discretions, well into his adult years. He explained in the that big ass word was that counterculture. Counterculture of the 1960s caused him to shame Mary of his conservative views. Conservative views about individual freedom and expression of a sexual, sexual or something. He was the first gay man to be elected in office, openly gay man. So you know, there was already just from that statement alone. There's already a little bit. You know, there's already going to be a little bit of tension between him and Dan because, like we said before, Dan wasn't. You know, he wasn't a big fan of homosexuality. So you know, there's all. Even though they got along on most things, you know, there's always going to be that little thing between them that Dan's always going to kind of, you know, have like a little slight <clears throat> against Harvey. Yo. And, uh, you oh. know, after them. Butting heads on this uh, proposed this facility, you know, it it only got worse from there. So, oh, I know where Woodmore is. This is in New York City. I was like a scrolling down my notes a little bit, mm. but um, it, it's like it's like me and Cheetah. We might we might talk the hell of shit against each other in here, but in actuality, I will give him my shirt. You give him my shirt, or I will take the shirt off my back, vice versa for him. Will you do that for me, homie? Yeah, man. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Anyways, uh, real quick before we get into more of Dan's story, another guy you're going to want to know about here moving forward is uh, an American attorney and Democratic politician by the name of George Moscone. <laughs> uh, he was born uh, January 8th, 1976. Oh, no, my bad. That was when he was in office, my bad. Was George Scorn... Uh, oh, he was born November 24th, 1929. I'm sorry. Uh, he was the 37th mayor of San Francisco, California from January 1976 uh, until 1978. He was known as the People's Mayor, who opened up City Hall and its commissions to reflect the diversity of San Francisco, appointing African Americans, Asian Americans, and gay people. Uh, Moscone served in the California Senate from 1967 until becoming mayor. In the Senate, he served as majority leader. Uh, Moscone is remembered for being an advocate for civil progavism. So yeah, that's another guy you're gonna wanna you're gonna wanna remember that name too is George Moscone, George Moscone and Harvey Milk. Those are two very big players in this next part of Dan's story. So uh, after a disagreement over a proposed drug re- rehabilitation center in the Mission District, White frequently qua- clashed with Milk, as well as other members of the board. On November 10, 1978, White resigned his seat as supervisor. The reasons he cited were his dis- dissatisfaction with what he saw as the corrupt practices of San Francisco city politics, as well as the difficulty of earning a living without a police officer's or firefighter salary, jobs he could not retain legally while serving as a supervisor. Whitehead opened a baked potato stand at Pier 39, which failed to become profitable. He reversed his res- resignation on November 14, 1978, after his supporters lobbied him to seek reappointment from John- George Moscone. So this man quit on November 10th, only lasted four days before he came crawling back for his fucking job back in the office. You know, that you know, that happened nowadays, like, oh, it's just it's just uh Yeah. So uh initially uh Muscone initially agreed to White's request, but later refused the appointment at the urging of Milk and others. On 
November 27, 1978, White visited Na- San Francisco City Hall uh, with the latter declared intention of killing not only Moscone and Milk, but also two other San Francisco politicians. California Assembly member Willie Brown, who would serve later serve as mayor of San Francisco, and Supervisor Carol Roof Silver, whom he also blamed for lobbying Moscone not to reappoint him. She climbed through a first-floor window on the side of City Hall carrying a Smith & Wesson Model 36, 38 caliber revolver, and 10 rounds of ma- ammunition. So real quick, just that. This mother, that's how, that's how, like, that's like how, like, laid back they were back then. This motherfucker was able to just climb through a window, a window. on the side of City Hall. What? With a gun in his pocket. Nobody batted an eye. Oh, but I'm People were so- walking by and it's like, hmm, okay, whatever. Oh, but I bet he had a gun, like, hidden enough where you just... Yeah, but still, there's a dude climbing through the fucking window. So that just shows you how laid back it was back then. Yo, just, but, uh, yo, just imagine being the guy in the hallway, just seeing someone like, oh, Mr. White, what are you doing? He's, he's just, just fucking sweating. Nothing, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> I'm good. I got, I got a shit. <laughs> I got a shit right now. He's like, he's thinking, where the fuck that punk ass mayor at, bitch? But uh, by climbing through the window of the building, White managed to avoid... The recently installed metal detectors. Oh, shit. So, I mean, this guy, you know. He probably knew about the metal detectors. Well, of course he probably knew. I'm sure he was in there a few times. Uh, after entering Moscone's office, White pleaded to be reinstated as supervisor, but Moscone refused. So, he wasn't even in there for, like, a personal vendetta or anything. He's like, yo, I just want my fucking job back, bro. Well, my job like, back just or- give me my job back. I'll fucking walk right out of here right now. and We could be good. Well, obviously, you know, Moscone's going to be like, nah, bro. You know what I mean? Like, we can't have you in here because you're fucking with what we're trying to do in San Francisco, man. You're standing in the way. So, uh, White then killed Moscone by shooting him in the shoulder and in the chest and twice in the head. That's what he had. Ten in the chamber. And how many? He shot him. Shoulder? He shot shoulder, chest, and twice in the head. That's four bullets, Richard. Now you got six. Yeah, so this mother... I mean, at that point, then you know it. If you're shooting a guy twice in the head, that's personal. Or once in the chest. If you if you shoot the person by accident, okay. But if you shoot him in the, in the shoulder... No, I mean, ch- like, if you've already shot him in his shoulder and his chest, then you go to shoot him in his head, but then you shoot him again in his head, oh, that's yeah. personal. Oh, that is personal. That's a personal move right there. Yo, will you really get shot or will you get stabbed? I don't know. It depends. I feel like getting stabbed. But the thing is, you can't... I feel like you get stabbed anywhere, but you're always running the risk of it being more dangerous because of, like, arteries and shit. But then, uh, again, if you get stabbed, they all, all saying is keep the knife in. Yeah, I was going to say. That's what they, they tell you not to take the... It's worse to take the knife out. Because it depends on the knife. Because certain knives, like buck knives or something, got, like, little sharp teeth on the end. It'll cut you more. Yeah, um... But yeah, after White had killed Moscone, he then walked to the other side of City Hall. This motherfucker just shot a dude four times, walks out of the office, is able to walk to the other side of City Hall without anybody fucking batting an eye. Hey, oh, well. That just goes to show you like how like how like small security probably was back then. That's fucking crazy. But uh he then walked to the other side of City Hall to Milk's office. Reloaded the gun and fatally shot Milk five times, firing the final two shots with the gun's barrel touching Milk's skull. Jesus, that's fucking brutal. That's like execution style right there. What bitch? You want to fuck take my job, bitch? And that's coming from the medical examiner himself that he put the barrel right to his head and shot him. Dude, I bet Milk's uh, Milk's fucking brain. Was probably not not brand his skull part was all destroyed because you're point blank with a thirty eight special. Um, after White fled from City Hall, he went back to the same police station where he had been an officer and turned himself in. And while being interviewed by investigators, White recorded a tearful confession stating, "I just shot him." I remember that watching that video. Yeah, that's some gangster shit right there. After you, after you murk like two dudes, you go back to the police station. Here's a gun. 
Well, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I read somewhere he walked in there with his wife too. Like him and his wife went there together. Because you know, what I mean, I think like in the heat of the moment, he he knew what he was doing. But I think afterwards, he like immediately regretted it. Probably he's like probably like fuck. Like I just threw my whole life away. But this now that you know they've got him, they got a confession out of him. Now that they're gonna like start trial and shit to prosecute him. This is where things start to get a little fucking wild. And this is where they start to coin the idea. This is where they coin the phrase. Twinkie defense. The Twinkie defense. This is where it comes from. It's from White's trial. You know, um, like, when I was watching the video, this video I was watching on, where I got idea, for that four days, supposedly he went on a, a junk food adventure, a junk food hide, and we'll find out later what... What I'm talking about. Yeah, so uh, at the trial, White's defense team argued that his mental state at the time of the killings was one of diminished capacity due to depression. And that was one of the ways that they tried to prove he was suffering from depression because of the fact that he went from eating, from usually eating a very healthy diet to just like four days of just consuming junk food and like, you know, sugar. So they they would they tried to use that as an excuse to prove that he was depressed. Therefore, uh, his mental state wasn't, you know, oh. in the right spot, so he wasn't fit to stand trial. Yeah, that'd be some that'd be some shit. It's like, oh, what happened? I ate a bunch of junk food. Oh, my mind's delirious. But I don't know where I was at the time, officer. They uh, they argued that he was therefore not capable of premeditating the murders. And thus was not legally guilty of first-degree murder. Forensic psychiatrist Martin Blinder testified that White was suffering from depression and pointed to several behavioral symptoms of that depression, including the fact that White had gone from highly health-conscious to consuming sugary foods and drinks. When the prosecution played a recording of White's confession, several jurors wept as they listened to what was described as a man pushed beyond his endurance. Many people familiar with City Hall claimed that it was common to enter through the window to save time. What the fuck? So you're telling me people that work at City Hall are just climbing through a fucking window every day? They get to work? <laughs> what the That's not common, bro. It's fucking weird. Dude, it's fucking weird. Nobody's doing that, dude. I don't care. Nobody's just like walking up to work and like, mm, I don't want to wait to get in. I'm just going to climb through the window. No, nobody's fucking doing that. Yeah, I'll do some good shit like that. Uh, a police officer friend of White claimed to reporters that several officers carried weapons at this time and speculated that White carried the extra ammunition as a habit that police officers had. Jesus Christ, they're rolling out all the fucking excuses for this guy. Uh, the jury found White guilty of voluntary manslaughter rather than first-degree murder. Uh, we're going to get to this in a little bit, uh, what the, uh, outcome, like, how the community felt about it, we're going to get to that, uh, in a second, so I don't want to read any of that now, but, uh, psychiatrist Thomas Zaz, a critic of forensic psychiatry, <laughs> gave a speech to a large audience in San Francisco in June 1979, calling the white verdict a travesty of justice, which he blamed on the diminished capacity defense. So uh so now we're going we're going to flip over to this real quick and we're going to tell you a little bit about um what the community's reaction was to it uh you know after what the hell did they end up giving him like 6 years seven, 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 years? 7 years 8 months or something yeah and you only end up spending like 6 or whatever yeah but uh once once the verdict came down that they were only going to give him what was it 7 years Seven years, eight months. Yeah, what they're only going to give him seven years, eight months. This pissed the gay community off. They were fuck. Oh, they were heated. Because remember, uh, Harvey Milk, he was the first openly gay politician at the time. That was like their hero. You know, I mean, that was their idol for people like them. Yeah, you know, who like it wasn't it wasn't Ellen John. It was it was Harvey Milk. Yeah, that's who they had at the time. They had Harvey Milk, and that was you know. So when they see that the guy who killed essentially their fucking hero 
is only going to jail for seven years for his murder. Oh, they're like, fuck. They're like, what the fuck, man? We're the, not going to stand for that. What? 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 Yo, imagine, yo, were you right with them? If you were, if you were living back then and gay your age, uh, you're a straight, you're a straight man. Were you right with the gays? I don't know. Probably. I mean, I regardless of, you know, the fact that Harvey Milk was gay, just the fact that like he killed two people like that and he was only given seven years, that's pretty fucked up. Oh, fuck yeah. That, that's a pretty big drop the ball moment, I think. Yo, I'm not like... Yeah, we discussed the riot, but imagine the riot just like they just stroke like uh, like glitter and shit in the air. Like, hey, we here, we straight, we hey. No, they'd say, hey, we're here, we're queer. Oh, that's like I was going to say, hey, we're here, we're queer. Yeah, that's all right. People say it all the time. Who cares? Yo, but, uh, uh, yeah, but I was saying, uh, like in the 60s and the 70s, when um, if you were gay, like, that's the term swag. You know that term. You know how you know how, you know how these young kids say swag. You know what that stands for? What? Secret. We are gay. Really? Yes. Oh shit! I never knew that. It's like like all these slangs and shit. Like you see from prison, no, not prison. You see people like hanging their pants below their waist. I know in prison that means you're like open, right? Like you're you're open. Um, if uh, you ever see in prison and they hold uh, somebody's uh, pocket, like. If I tell Cheetah hold my pocket, that means he's my bitch. That's what I heard. Listen, I know what the little bit of stuff we just said make Mike might make you uh, like, think one way, but I promise you, here on Getting Loser, we're allies. Okay, we're allies. We don't I promise we don't, you, we're, we're allies. We don't care right? if you're alien, lizard people. Fuck we just you. say a lot of stupid shit sometimes. We but got we're it. allies. All right, we're at the end of the day, we got your back. All right, just. Shit. You know, just don't listen to some of the shit we say sometimes because we just, you know, kind of be going off sometimes. Yeah. yeah. People are like, oh, what the fuck do you talk about? The one episode, the one time we talk about 10 minutes, we're talking about mom and milking. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> anyway, anyways, uh, when the verdict came down about Dan White, um, it caused uh, what is called, what is known today as the White Knight Riots. And that was where, you know, the gay community and allies of the gay community, they went out and they started rioting about, you know, the injustice, the injustice that they thought was given, you know, and that they, they thought that Dan White should pay a heavier, a heavier price for, you know, his crimes against not only, you know, Harvey Milk and, you know, uh, George Manscano or whatever his name was, but uh, against the gay community as well, you know, so... When the news of the verdict broke on the night of May 21st, Cleve Jones, a close friend of Milk's who would eventually go on to become one of the creators of the AIDS quilt, spoke to a crowd of about 500 gatherers on Castro Street, and a peaceful march was quickly organized. By the time a crowd of protesters had made a second trip around the block, they were 1,500 people strong. They then marched to City Hall, where their numbers expanded to an estimated 5,000. As the crowd grew, so did the anger. Police soon arrived to try to control the situation, but that only served to enrage the crowd more. Police had had raised over $100,000 for White's defense. He was a former police officer, and many in the community believed the department had conspired to reduce White's charges and sentencing, although ordered to simply hold the crowd back, many officers began attacking the protesters with nightsticks. Many have even taped over their badges so as not to be identified. Yeah, that's some, that's some shit. I'm surprised you don't see that nowadays. These cops are just oh, covering I'm their sure badges. I'm sure you do. They just don't talk about it as much. No, I'm talking like the cops are actually covering their badge numbers. Oh, I'm sure people do that now. I'm sure there are people that'll take their fucking name patch off so you don't know who they are. It's fucked up, man, you know? I mean, I can't... I mean, uh, you're never going to hear me sit on here and, and condone riots, you know? I don't. Believe, I, I think riots are fucked up. I don't think they're necessary. But, I mean, in cases like this, if a cop's coming up to you and they start beating the people around you, then, I mean, you know, it's every man for himself at that point, you know? Just start fucking some shit up, I guess. But uh, immediately, chaos erupted. As the crowd fought with police and destroyed a dozen police vehicles, as well as parts of City Hall itself, 
After three hours, officers moved in to quell the rioting for good, using tear gas in the process and the crowd dispersed. In all, 59 officers and 124 protesters were injured, with about two dozen arrests made. Hours later, several police officers gathered on their own to raid the Castro neighborhood, vandalizing a local bar and assaulting patrons. They shouted anti-gay slurs at the victims and eventually turned their attention to attacking anyone that happened to be out on Castro Street. What a bunch of scumbags, dude. Man, just... just ma- so fucking scummy. Yo, what, what if we were out there and the riot is, and you happen to go to a car and forget, like, you've got your, uh... Yo, if I'm at a fucking bar, dude, <laughs> hanging out with my gay homies, dude, and a cop comes in and starts fucking, tries to fuck with people, I'll fuck out the door. Yo, I'm going fucking Cool Runnings bar scene, dude. <laughs> I'm going fucking Sanka, dude. I'm jumping up on a bar, and I'm jumping to a crowd of people. I'm you'd, be like, open, you'd be like, dude. you'd be dancing, you'd be out of dancing. like, yippee ki motherfuckers! <laughs> I'm just diving it, dude. Drop kicking cops left and right, dude. I can see you guys get tased. I have a fucking dress hidden in the back, dude. So when I got to get away, I'll just throw a dress on and I'll run away, dude. And they'll never know it was me. And make sure, make sure you put a mask on. Yeah, dude. They'll never know it was me. <laughs> Yo, that'd be crazy. Just I'm saying you're on that street. And, um, and you're and you gay home and you told me to come out of the bar. I was like, oh, there's, there's a possible girl. This girl really likes you or something. But she only goes to a gay bar. If you come with us, you try to get your chance. Like, all right, you go. You dress up. Then you guys drove. It's like, oh shit, I forgot my I forgot my cigarettes or I forgot something. You go in the car and the fucking cop gets your ass. I'll be fucking bad. You come back in. You come back in like limping with your fucking eye all closed up and shit. Like, what happened to you? It was like, mm, well, the cop beat the fuck out of me. They're gonna come in now. You're gonna tell me. You're gonna sit here and tell me on the way here. That you don't just think about sex 24-7. No. But then as soon as we start talking about a scenario, we're at the bar with our gay home. You immediately put in there that there's a girl waiting for you at the bar. Yeah, like waiting for not... Like, Why I, couldn't you just be hanging out with your gay homies? You're right. You fucking dude. No, I'm just saying you you're hang... You're fucked, man. Yo, you're you're hang, fucked in the head. Yo, you hang out with your homies and you decide to go outside. You're fucked in the head, man. It's too late. You already dug your grave. Lay in it. But yeah, I get I get what you're saying though. But it kind of you know, hearing you say that, it kind of reminded me of that guy from the uh, the Freedom Riders bus when those people all rode the bus, and you know the name of like Freedom after like slavery and shit. Oh, you talking about before that white guy got off the bus first, and he let those cops like almost beat him to death to save the his black his black friends on the bus. What a fucking hero that guy was! Too. Is Freedom Rider with a Hillary rank? No, that's the Freedom Riders. I said Freedom Riders. Oh, Freedom the ro- Riders is the original thing. It's where the people rode the bus. Oh, Rosa they Barker. all rode those buses and shit. Oh, you're the Rosa Barks situation? Oh, my God. No. Oh. There's people that, like, rode to, like, fucking, like, cities that were still, like, you know. Like, segregated and shit. And- yeah, and they rode there to try and then marched in, like, the name of, like, equal freedom and shit. Oh. There's like- a guy, a white guy, who's... Part of the group who, in one of the states, got off the bus first, and you let the cops basically beat the shit out of them so they wouldn't attack the black people on the bus. Yeah, we, we take if there's a bus of forty people, and you and your homie go out. We we let the cops beat the shit out of you. Just save thirty eight homies in there. I don't know. That's a tough ask. Cause like I'm fragile. I got like fucking paper bones. <laughs> so like, you know. But anyways, uh. After the these cops, these so-called cops, went out on their own and started a fight with uh, patrons of a bar on Castro Street. Uh, after two hours, Police Chief Charles Gain was made aware of the rogue officer's activities and he made his way to the Castro to put a stop to it. No officers were reprimanded for their attacks as officials were never able to determine who had ordered it, but the violence was finally over. The next day, on what would have been Milk's 49th birthday, 20,000 San Franciscans gathered to remember him. That October, more than 75,000 people marched for gay rights in Washington, D.C., and gay rights activists from around the country were inspired to continue their fight. In San Francisco, the riots led to a wave of political changes as more and more LGBT politicians were elected over the next decades 
LGBT presence and the on the police force on the police force also dramatically increased and was continued to increase to this day. So you know it's you know obviously some bad shit came out of the White Knight riots, but you know also it you know it also brought on a lot of change, man. So you know, I guess in a way you know Dan White kind of you know Start. he. he, he he pretty much set into motion something happened that he, like, pretty much exactly what he didn't want to happen. There became more LGBT, you know, fucking... I, I, uh, think, I think Dan White was the reason of the Pride Parade. Probably, dude, and he's probably fucking pissing himself for it. He's like, God, he's probably like, fuck, I tried to kill some guys, and now there's more fucking gay people in office. Because of me, <laughs> like, you know? But, but anyways... But let's get back to the point where, how the... I'm talking about this dude must be so damn gangster. He goes in, shuts the motherfucking mayor because he wants his job back. Like, oh, okay. He he must he must he must uh, scout shit out around the whole building. Oh, I'm sure, dude. He's probably. I think he, I think he was trying to kill uh, milk for a while. I don't know. They they claimed in his trial it wasn't premeditated, but I mean, it most likely was. He most likely had a plan. He put together a plan of how he was going to do it and but, shit like that. But how crazy is is like his 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 defense is it is it called a defense attorney or his attorney? Yeah, his defense attorney. His defense attorney is like my honor. My client was on junk food. Twinkies was the main cause. Yeah, that's where like the whole like Twinkie defense came from, and like people saying, you know, Twinkies made me do it. <laughs> Twinkies made me do it. yo. I imagine the shirts like that. Twinkie made me do it. Well, I'm sure. <laughs> but uh, real quick, before we get into anything else, let's, uh, let's wrap up this story on Dan White. Uh, White served five years of his seven-year sentence at Solidad State Prison and was paroled on January 7, 1984. Fearing White might be murdered in retaliation for his crimes, California State Corrections officials secretly transported him to Los Angeles where he served a year's parole. At the expiration of that year, White sought to return to San Francisco. Mayor Diane Feinstein issued a public apology or a public announcement of his plans in a statement formally asking White to never never to return to San Francisco. Uh, White eventually did move back to San Francisco and attempted to rebuild his life with his wife and children without success. And then finally on October 21st, 1985, less than two years after his release from prison, White died by suicide from carbon monoxide poisoning in his garage. White's body was discovered by his brother Thomas shortly before 2 p.m. on the same day. White was buried at the Golden Gate Cemetery in San Bruno, California, with a traditional government-furnished headstone issued for war veterans. He was survived by his two sons, an infant daughter, and his widow. God damn. Yeah, that's the story of Dan White on the Twinkie defense. <laughs> Here's the part that, like, maybe this is going to give me a little heat, but I this is the part where I kind of think is fucked up. Like, I understand he served his country and shit, but I don't think he deserved. I don't think he deserved a veteran's headstone. But I he, think he disgraced his time as a veteran after what he did. But he did honorable discharge. Yeah, but still. Guy was a fucking murderer. You don't deserve that shit. You lost your right to that when you chose to go out and take someone else's life. Yeah, that's, that's just me though. Yeah, that, that's the cra- crazy thing about the whole situation. Is he was a baked potato farmer. Like, oh, let me just do this for a little bit. His his wife, his wife doesn't look doesn't look that bad. <laughs> Never mind. I'm seeing some other pictures. <laughs> but um, you know, topics like this, I get it. We're like, like this is not our element, but it's still it's something people need to know about. It's a nice change. It's a nice change up. And um, I mean, there's I, tons of fucking famous trials like this out there. That we could OJ, Jesus, uh, wasn't wasn't about OJ? He might get murdered. <laughs> Shit, OJ himself. <laughs> he might fucking murder us and then write a book about it. 
Oh, dude. After it gets acquitted again. Yo, what's, it, what's another famous trial? That's like, a, like it's another super famous trial you could think off the top of your head. I don't fucking know, man. I just I was just saying. When I asked, I didn't expect to be grilled afterwards. Mm, Christ. <laughs> uh, real quick, though, I'm going to read you a little bit from this article that I got uh, about understanding the so-called Twinkie defense. Uh, it says, despite the truth, the term Twinkie defense has become stuck in the public's imagination and in the media's vocabulary, essentially being used as a shorthand for any defense in which the accused blames the consumption of use of some substance for his or her actions. Since 1978, variations of the Twinkie defense have continued to be made, expanding beyond junk food to include other substances. For example, Matthew Phelps, an aspiring pastor in North Carolina, was recently accused of stabbing his wife, Lauren, to death. He says that he woke up to find her covered in blood on the floor but couldn't remember what happened that night. Although Phelps believed that he attacked his wife, he claims that the cough medicine he took to help him sleep caused him to black out. On September 25th, 2017, Phelps was indicted on first-degree murder charges. Blaming cough medicine seems to be a fairly popular version of the Twinkie defense. Uh, Another one. In 2011, Dr. Louis Chen was accused of murdering his partner Eric Cooper and their two-year-old son, His defense, cough syrup-induced psychosis. That is, his interiors argued that at the time of the murders, Chen was suffering from mental issues such as depression and paranoia, which were exasperated by his use of over-the-counter cough medicine. Chen ultimately pleaded guilty. Oh, hold on, hold on. Cough medicine? I know cough medicine can get you fucked That codeine shit can get you fucked up. Yeah, well, these... Both these guys claim that the cough medicine somehow fucked with their mental capacity and caused them to kill, you know, and that's that's what their uh, defense was. Do you uh, consider Dan White a serial killer or just a straight-up murderer? No, he's just a murderer. I wouldn't think he's a serial killer. How, all right, because I know you're an expert in serial killers in our, in our group. How many murders does it take to kill a serial killer? I don't know. I think it depends. Because if you kill two, it's like, okay, you get it. But, um, yeah. Because well, the FBI, the FBI uh, determines it as a person who commits a series of murders, often with no apparent motive, and typically following a characteristic, predictable behavior pattern. So I don't think White would be serial killer because he didn't, he had a motive. He knew why he did it. That's just weird. But, speak- but I don't know. I mean, there's people that there's there's people that only have killed like two, three people, and they're considered serial killers. So I think it's all you know. I think it depends on just how you look at it. It depends how they kill me them. personally. I wouldn't call him a serial killer, but you know, everybody's got their own. You know, everybody's, I, I don't, everybody's got their own opinions of it. So who knows? Yeah, you know, I don't see him as a serial killer because he 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 was going after the mayor because like, dude, give him a fucking job back. He said, Nah, be. Like, all right, you, all right, you see me in the streets in a couple of days, you get fucked. And this is what happens. You know what? You want to know why? You want to know what I consider? Who Piece uh, of shit. <laughs> shit wow. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, this is the first time that we're agreeing he is a piece of shit for what he's doing. He had beef with a gay guy. Yo, you ever try to fight a gay guy in real life? No. Dude. Can't say that I have. No. Hell, hell no. You live a very strange life <laughs> for you to be trying to fight a gay guy. What are you trying to fight gay guys for? No, I don't try Most gay guys are like the nicest fucking people I've ever met. Literally. Literally. But, um... Hey, real quick. Remember when we got drunk at... Eric's wedding, or Eric and JC's wedding. Dude, that was fucking awesome. And we were shouting obscenities at each other in the parking lot, fucking <laughs> in the car. Yeah, it was like, yeah, it was almost like an episode of Cops. <laughs> we're in the back, we're back, like, fuck you. Wait, yeah, you want to go to a wedding that motherfuckers get down? Go to a gay wedding, bro. That, Dude, or- my cousin JC got married, bro. 
Yo, that shit was popping, dude. Yo, I was, I was fucking pissed. I didn't send my grand. Thank God I didn't send my grandparents. I was fucking double fist. I was sending it with the uh, the other family. That shit was crazy. I was sending with like Uncle John and Marianne, your uncle. That was a great one, dude. It was a double fist. Like, oh god, oh fuck, dude. I was trying. I was trying to keep my buzz on going. My fucking literally my first drink I got, dude. And I wasn't even drunk yet. My first drink I got bumped into somebody. I fucking spilled it. What the bartender the? almost cut me off immediately. I was so pissed. Like what the fuck? I was so mad, dude. But what? um, uh, speaking of uh, a, a good uh, uh, place if you, if you want to have a good time dancing, go to a gay bar. You could they could probably out dance you, but on St. Patty's Day, about uh, oh my fucking god, dude. Here we go. Here I know you did not just try to fucking segue into this goddamn story again. <laughs> How many times are you gonna fucking tell this story? It's <laughs> like the highlight of your life that you gotta continue to bring it up every couple of years. Oh, fuck yeah, you gotta bring it up. I wanna dance off, y'all. Yo, this guy said you could buy I could you could buy any drink you want. Okay, I'm I'm a reliable guy. I said, give me a Bud Light in the green can. This motherfucker takes a fucking fat sack. I was like, I should ask for a fishbowl. But um, I speaking of, uh, I I sent Cheetah this video today. But you guys remember when we did the Skinwalker episode? Yeah, yeah. Yo, yo, that video was fucking crazy. Like. I never knew the skinwalkers will mock people's voices. Oh yeah, that's how they get people, man. But the uh, one girl was saying uh, that the girl was saying that was the they either get the victim last voice. Dude, what if you go? What if you're in the area and you hear uh, skinwalkers lure you into a bathroom? Like, what do you? I do? guess I'm calling my mom and telling her I love her because I'm going to investigate that shit. So I'm investigating Scoop Dude. Yo, real quick, I just want to. Uh, I just want to go over a couple more examples of more modern versions of the Twinkie defense. Uh, Kenneth Sands, a bus driver in Washington, claimed that consuming too much caffeine compelled him to sexually molest five women. He argued that he suffered from a bipolar disorder and that too much caffeine caused a psychotic episode driving him to act out of character. He was sentenced to five months in prison. Molested five women. He was sentenced to five months. That's like a month. That's a month. That's a month. That's crazy. Uh, MSG was blamed for James Huberty's 1984 rampage in San Cesedro McDonald's, which left 21 people dead and 15 wounded. Huberty, who had a long list of mental illness, was killed by the police who responded to the scene. Uh, Hubert's widow and children unsuccessfully sued his former employee and McDonald's claiming that the MSG in its food, which Huberty regularly ate and several heavy, heavy metals he was exposed to as a welder combined to cause the violent outbursts. Yeah. So, what the- uh, but a little more into, uh, why, you know, like the, where the cough medicine, like, uh, defense comes from. Uh, many cough medicines in, contain the ingredient DXM. When taken in high doses, DXM can cause mania and hallucinations and result in assault, suicide, and homicide, says one study. Because cough syrup containing DXM is easy to get, it has become a recreational drug among teenagers. Which is true, because when I was growing up, the kids I used to hang out with, they used to go on these things called robo-trips. Where they would just take, like, a shit ton of Robitussin and they would start fucking tripping balls. What the fuck? Yeah. And I'm like, what, like, ten years ago or whatever when people started fucking butt-chugging Robitussin? Because it got them high and shit, remember that? Dude. Kids are fucking weird, that's you, what I'm saying. Yeah, Yo, you dude. hang out with the fucking weirdos. No, dude. They were normal, dude. They just took a lot of fucking Robitussin. My like, guy. They were normal for the most part. My guy, you hang out with the weirdos. <laughs> I'll give Robotussin. Who the fuck? Ro, Ro, Robotussin. They were called Robo Trips, dude. What the fuck? They tried to get me to do it, but I never would. I was like, nah, I'm good. So I'm good, B. So I'm good over here. I was like, yo, I'm already fucking nuts, dude. If I take too much Robotussin, I might murder seven what, ten right. people. What, what, what is Robotussin? If you, to explain to these people that it's the first time listening out of the cave or something. What do you mean? What do you mean, what is Robotussin? Oh, fuck out. 
Oh. You know Robitussin cough medicine? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, they used to buy it in, like, the little fucking capsule form. And they would just pop a fucking ton of them, and they'd start tripping balls. They'd start, like, hallucinating and shit. I remember the one time they took a bunch of Robitussin, and we were all sitting in a fucking McDonald's together, and the one girl kept... Over and over again, she just kept screaming about how she was seeing pink squirrels everywhere. Yeah. And we just kept telling her to shut the fuck up. She's like, oh my god, you guys see the pink squirrels? And we're like, shut the fuck up! Shut the fuck up, Jenny! We got Jenny. kicked out because she wouldn't shut up about pink squirrels. I also got a hand job under the table that day. You know, McDonald's, good times. Jeez. Why is your story always someone getting slapped in the forehead at a movie theater? Good times, man. Good times. I'd never... I would, if I you, could go back, I'd relive it all. Yeah, you know, how about change yo, how about the time you you go back? Will you uh like, will you listen to uh, your friend, or go over to that girl's house? And smash that girl? Yeah, I would have went over and smashed, dude. You, you know what I'm talking I'm about? I'm so mad I never did. That fucking piece of shit, dude. He was all like, well, you know, back then he was all like, you know, he was Mister. Oh, you know, I'm like really into love, and you know, I think love is so great. And back then I was Mister. You know, I was like young. I was in, like, high school. So back then, I was like, fuck, you know, I just want to, like, I just want to get naked with a woman, you know? So, like, I was dating this girl at the time, and she was like, oh, you should come over. My parents aren't home. You should come over. We could finally, you know, have sex. Of course, dumbass. So, like, I texted my buddy, and I'm like, I'm hanging out with my buddy, and I'm like, bro, I'm about to go to this girl's house. And he's like, no, no, man, you shouldn't do it. He said, wait it out, man. He said, so when you guys actually do finally do it, it'll be so much more special. So me, like a fucking idiot, I listened to the guy. Guess what happened? Month later, she broke up with me. <laughs> fucking cocksucker, dude. I'll never forgive him for that, dude, for the rest of my life. You know, I'll never forgive him. But what, what, but if you're dating a girl, what if you guys find sparks? She might have been the true. She might be your McLovin. Nah, she, she's a cool girl, but you know, we're just we're just young. We were young and dumb and thought we, you know. We we're made for each other, but we young, were. dumb. We hear or say, yeah, you know what's weird? Uh, speaking of like the gay rides and stuff, uh, yeah, Pride Month is on June. What? Pride Month is June. Yeah, I know, dude. Where's your first fucking clue? I don't know. Yeah, you ever watch Gravity Falls? Dude, I love Gravity Falls. It's a fucking great show. You guys should watch it. It's so good. It's like a kid show, but like made for adults. It's badass. I wish it made a season three. Well, they went in with the intent of only making two seasons. So. Yo, um, dude, if if it feels weird about having your brother here. Yeah, well, he's always there to keep the conversation going, and all the conversations kind of just dying. No, but 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 we had a good time anyway. But it's still, it like for us going have three people instead of like going us two. I think I, I hate to say it, three people is probably three's company. You know how that rule is. Mm-hmm. What's the time? Uh, the first time you ask for time check. Fifty-seven minutes. Holy fuck, dude! Dude, that's fucking perfect timing. I'm fucking starving. Oh, uh, dude, the first time. There's literally nothing left to say. Dude, the first time in my life. What the fuck? I was gonna say something at the beginning, and I forgot. Now I can't remember what it was. Uh, oh, I know. Why do people worry so much about what fucking celebrities are doing, man? It drives me nuts. I you want to fucking stand it? You want you want you want to do these people that fucking simp over everything the Kardashians do? It drives me fucking crazy. Uh-oh. Like they don't even know you fucking exist, dude. Uh oh. Why are you riding rant. their fucking dick so hard? Uh oh. Here's his rant, dude. It drives me crazy. Man. Preach it, brother man. Preach it. There's like people on TikTok, like some fucking country singer, who like just got a divorce not long ago from her husband, after like you know they like, they like you know. She like it was just like a really bad relationship. They like fell out of love a long time ago and shit, and they finally got divorced. And now she's dating some other guy, and everybody's like, "Oh my god, I can't believe she's dating somebody already!" Like, who gives a fuck, bro? Why are you so worried about what celebrities are doing with their lives? Why don't you go home and fucking see your kids for the first time in ten years, fucking Judy? Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ Judy, you're a fucking bitch. Don't fucking worried about what the Kardashians are doing. Meanwhile, your fucking kid's crying in the next room. Been crying for fucking six hours. Shit all in his diaper. 
<laughs> oh god. But uh Yeah, um we we found made a TikTok. Uh let me get the information for our TikTok if you guys follow us on TikTok. Oh a- yeah, that's what I wanted to say. Uh yeah, make sure you guys follow us on uh, all our social medias. You know, make sure to join our Facebook group at Get and Loser Podcast. Uh, if you get to a group and you're not sure which one it is, if you see a unicorn driving a van, that's us. Dude, I love that f- fucking photo. Uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Get and Loser. We're starting a podcast. Um, make sure I get it. Exactly. You can follow us on Instagram. Holy fuck! You can follow us on TikTok on Getting Loser Seven One Six, or if you do the at Getting Loser Pod Seven One Six. Yeah, follow us on uh, follow us on Instagram at Getting Loser Pod or Getting Loser Seven One Six. Yeah. Um. So yeah, just you know, make sure you keep up on uh, you know, just check us out on any of any of the uh. Any of the uh, social medias that you guys have, especially, especially in our Facebook group, make sure you join that if you have a Facebook, because that's our main, mostly where we post like updates about episodes or if, you know, we got to delay an episode a little bit, you know, we'll post it on there, you know, plus we're trying to get, we're trying to build it into a community where people start talking to each other. You know I mean? Like right now we only have like fighting who talks pretty much all the time. Yeah, that's we, pretty much it. Then we get to, uh... Uh, what's his name? The other guy. What other guy? Fuck. Not fighting. Who's the other, uh, the other guy that shot us out sometimes? Oh, Chris? Yeah, Chris. Yeah, Chris fighting. So, yeah, we're trying, I mean, we're trying to build a community over there. Just something, you know, that we can, like, you know, maybe, like, somewhere down the road, we can, like, we can, like, run ideas by you guys and stuff and, like, maybe get, like, ideas for episodes down the road, you know? Yeah. So, I mean... Joining that group helps a lot. I mean, even if you just join it and then, like, you know, like, you don't even have to, like, keep the notifications on for it or something. You know what I mean? Just join it and it fucking helps a lot. Uh, but definitely make sure you follow us on TikTok, too. We just started that. And um, uh, we're hoping to, you know, start uploading more shit there, too. Yeah. Same I'm, with our Instagram. We got to get back to taking photos, posting huh? photos and shit in there. Um, um, I think the TikTok, I, we should do a new video every week. We should. Yeah, well... You come I, up with a new video idea every week, and let me know. I figure we figure out off camera. All right, but yeah, just make sure you guys follow us. Like I said, follow us on all our social media. Um, you know, and you know, again, uh, we're we're, we're uh, what are we now? Mid eighties? No, we're about to hit. We're about to hit a thresh pretty soon. We're getting close to 100, man. We're close. 100's in June. If we're getting keep... hyped. I'm getting, I'm getting hyped, man. We're going to have to do something big for 100. Yeah. You know, at first we do like, hey, let's do something big for 60. Oh, okay. 50 was the biggest one. Let's do something for 60. Okay. 70. Um, all right. But I'm definitely more excited for 100. Yeah, man. We're going to have to do something real good for 100. Also, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, reach out to a couple people, see if maybe we can get somebody working on some kind of just like basic little idea for us that we could slap on some t-shirts for merch. You know, I know we've been talking about it since we started this thing, but I want to try and get some merch. At or... least get a couple shirts out there circulating, man. You know what I mean? That's all it takes. It's just one person seeing a shirt and be like, hey, what the fuck is that? And they could be like, yo, go follow these three fucking losers. They started a podcast. And it's kind of all right. You know, so... You hear, you hear the one, you hear the one guy saying shut the fuck oh, up. Yeah, speaking of that, I gotta send somebody a message about that. I completely forgot. Yo, uh, yo, I just texted you a picture. <laughs> but anyway, uh, it was this topic was more not our element, but it was still taking our element because it was murder. <laughs> You're a fucking idiot, dude. <laughs> dude, you should use that photo. <laughs> well, I'll post it with the episode. Um, this episode was. Like, not our cup of tea, or our cup of milk. Oh, uh, <laughs> But it still was in our in our range of uh, murder. Yeah, well, like I said, you know, we'll fucking... We'll take this, and, you know, we'll do... I mean, if this is something you guys... If you guys enjoyed this episode, and you want to hear us talk about, you know, some other famous trials, you know, 
shoot us a message, man. You know, we're all, we're always open for uh, new ideas. We're trying not to stick to you know one one thing. We're trying to you know kind of widen our net a little bit, but obviously there's a lot of stuff that we don't you know that we don't know a lot about. So that's why we kind of stray away from it. Like trial cases like this, you know, this is this is kind of new for us. Usually, if we're doing a trial case, it's connected to a serial killer. So, <laughs> yo, but, we, you know, I th- I think we did a pretty good job. I think we you know did yo. pretty solid. So. You guys like to let us know, man. Maybe we'll do some more down the road. Or if there's something... Uh, I mean, obviously, if there's ever anything specifically that you want to hear us talk about, you know, shoot one of us a message and we'll try, you know, we'll try to talk about it. You know? Uh, if, I'm if, always open for ideas. If it's short, we put it in our Yeah, if it's episode. short, we'll put it in one of our, you know, shoot our shit episodes. You know, that's kind of just... Those are our little side episodes that we just, you know, if there's a lot of stuff that... Can't fill an entire episode, we'll put it all on that one, so, you know, give it time to just kind of talk about it all. Yo, Cheetah, this almost came close to a short episode. Like, very, yeah, it's all right. But, we, I think we did good. Uh, we discussed about um, the trial of Dan White, known as the Twinkie Defense. Don't ever, again, your entire life do that with your voice. At the end of an episode. Don't ever talk to that again. Wait. That was the weirdest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. Would go deep like... Yeah, why did you do that? Why'd you make it all dramatic and shit? Because it was dramatic. It wasn't dramatic. You literally just said it while we were in the middle of talking about something else. Oh, fuck. It's was... like your brain is a stoplight, dude. As soon as one thing stops, you gotta say it before the next thing comes. Anyways, let's get the fuck out of here. You know, I gotta hit him with the signature line. I'm fucking starving. Uh... You know, that's all I got to say. Follow on social media. If you got episodes, ideas, shoot them to us. Uh, merch still being worked on two years later. <laughs> We're getting there. Uh, but yeah, you know, that's all I got to say. Yo. I'm going to stop rambling. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Yo. Thank you, losers. I'm fucking out. Yo. Cheat out. Yo. Thanks for riding along, losers. I'm finally taking that back. Chop out. <laughs> <laughs>